Welcome to the next episode of the Brio in the Box podcast. Special guest today, Farah. So we're going to spend a little bit of time catching up with, I'm going to call you Coach Farah, always coach in my heart, former Coach Farah. So for anyone that's newer to Brio and is unaware, I feel sad for you, A, um, Farah joined Brio in 2009. Yeah, that correct? Early in 2009. Early 2009. Coached for us for like... Like a decade. Pretty much. <laughs> like 10 yeah, years. 10 years. Ran our whole kids program back then. What do you, let's talk about your fond memories of like coaching and all that kind of stuff. What do you miss about coaching? I mean, obviously the people. I feel like when we started, we were all learning to coach together and the people who have been with us that long or not with me anymore, but yeah, still, still us. with Dave yeah. and Jocelyn. Yeah. So they had to learn along the way. <laughs> we're all in this together. There were a lot of kind of funny stumbling moments when we were all learning to coach and mm-hmm. run a class and be effective and yeah. So Trial and error, yeah. figure out what works. Exactly. What those are the fond memories, kind mm-hmm. of figuring it out together. Yeah. And then we started a kids program. You ran that whole thing. Yeah. We had classes just at like the current Brio location when we had Brio West. You had the whole program over there. Yeah. Right. And you did. Do you remember at one point, like how many kids classes and stuff you were running? At the end, right before I left, I had classes five days a week. Yeah. And we would have the maximum number of classes was five, but that was a lot back to back five classes Mm because we tried to not have too many breaks and some of the kids did two classes. So yeah, it got really busy towards the end. Yeah, it was busy. We were doing, you had some weightlifting classes, some CrossFit classes, and some of the kids would do both. Yeah. Busy times. And on top of that, you also had a real job. <laughs> you also had a full-time I mean, job. <laughs> I told people CrossFit was my real job, but yeah. yeah, I worked in nuclear medicine at the hospital here for also about a decade. Yeah. yeah. And then January, 2019, yes. moved away. Yeah. We all was, cried and cried. Moved to Medicine Hat yep. for like a new challenge, new adventure. Then where did, let's do the update of what's been going on. It's been like three and a half years. That time's flown by. Yeah. What's been happening in the last three and a half years? Well, a lot of things <laughs> have happened. <laughs> so I moved to Medicine Hat. I finished um, another undergrad degree in human biology. And then the pandemic happened. So I moved to Cranbrook, Kimberly area in BC. That's where my brother was. And I actually ended up finishing the degree there. Mm-hmm. You were lucky that it was all online, right? So the pandemic didn't really interrupt too much for you? Yeah, that's right. Uh, It changed the exams, how I did exams, and it changed some lab work. (laughs) Oh, special (laughs) special other guest, Dash. Okay, get out of here. Goodbye. Um, Yeah, so it didn't change my life really that much. A lot of people were upside down, but I was still just hanging out in my room, studying, studying, learning all about the human body. Yeah. And then got that done and applied to medical school, got in, moved to the Caribbean. So now I'm down there and learning to be a doctor. Okay. So you finished your degree in human biology and then decided to upgrade your healthcare skills from nuclear med tech to going to med school now. Yeah. Super cool. What was that process of applying for med school like? Um, More challenging than I anticipated, (laughs) definitely. So I certainly thought it was just fill in an application, write the MCAT, and you're on your way. In reality, it was write the MCAT, 
cry about the MCAT, <laughs> think about rewriting the MCAT, decide not to rewrite the MCAT, fill out one set of applications, write 20 essays, get secondary applications, write 200 essays. Oh my God. And then let the rejections roll in yeah. because the reality of it is you're not going to get in everywhere you apply. Yeah. You may not get in anywhere you apply. So yeah, it was a very interesting, long process. Mm -hmm. So the whole application process starts in early summer and you may not hear back from all the schools until late the following summer. Oh, so wow. So it's a year long wow. process basically. I didn't it was that long. Yeah. And how many times did you cry in the process of applying for med school? <laughs> how many oh, tears man. have gone into getting to med school? <laughs> like, where do we start? Yeah. Countless. First of all, I probably cried the day I decided to go <laughs> try to get into med school. I definitely cried the first time I told someone I was going to med school because that's when you open yourself up to that failure. Yeah. Right? And then I think along the way, that was the biggest thing. The first few rejections, definitely tears. Yeah. Um, the frustration of writing all those essays, definitely tears. Mm -hmm. Just, it's a lot. It's a lot of emotions, yeah. for sure. I have, like, endless respect for you. So much, like, admiration for, like, doing something hard, putting yourself out there that, like, is yeah. comes with rejection. You might fail. You might say, I want this thing, and it might not happen. You know, I think, like, a lot of people will not subject themselves to those difficult emotions, right? And then they, sure. they don't accomplish anything, right? They don't try yeah, they don't try to do things hard. And I think that's why I put it off for so long. It was always in the back of my mind. This is something I would like to do, mm -hmm. but I was way too scared. Of, yeah. You know, saying I want to do this and then maybe it's not going to come true. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, there were also very, very happy tears mm -hmm. when I got accepted. Yeah. So Congratulations. Thank you. So proud of you. <laughs> so then you got into med school in St. Vincent. Yes. In the Caribbean. So you got to have a cool little adventure, yeah. move somewhere new. When did you, when did you start med school? Last September. Last September. So, so you've been through three semesters now? I've done three terms. So I'm technically starting my second year, but I only have one more term of basic sciences left. So yeah. like year one and a half because I didn't take the summer off. Yeah. That's awesome. So you had a big move. What is it like living in St. Vincent? Well, it's not the dream that everyone, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, you're living the dream. You can study on the beach. Like, like you're at a so resort. It, yeah, no. yeah. It's definitely not hanging out on the beach and having drinks in the sunshine. <laughs> um, it is a very beautiful island. You can definitely hang out on the beach and have drinks in the sunshine. But the reality is I go from my apartment to the lecture hall, to the library, occasionally walk down to the beach, but typically do flashcards while I'm down there. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of downtime. But everyone's in the same situation. So it's really a strong community of people who are all working towards the same goal. So yeah, you don't really cool. feel like you're missing out on anything because you're doing the same thing everyone you're with is doing. Everyone's pretty so. buckled down, yeah, focused. For sure. Where, like your, the other students in your program, where have they all come from? Oh man, all over. The majority are from the States, for yeah. sure. We have a pretty good number of students from Canada but there are people from Korea, India, Singapore. So that's super cool. Global. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Getting to connect with lots of people from all over. Yeah. I think that's pretty neat. What's like the biggest challenge of living in St. Vincent? Uh, groceries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about what is life like? What's different? What's the challenge? So what do you miss? 
Yeah, I miss a lot of things. Um, it's just a very different lifestyle there. It's a very mm-hmm. different culture. But in terms of day-to-day living, I don't have a vehicle. So I'm on campus and they provide transportation, you know, to the places we need to go and multiple times a week to the grocery store. But it's not as simple as just hopping in your own car and mm-hmm. going whenever you need to pick something up. If you're like, oh, I ran out of eggs. I'll just go grab some before breakfast or yeah. whatever it happens to be. That's not really an option. Also, because it is a small island and it was still the tail end of the pandemic, there were a lot of supply issues. So you're a little bit limited in what got there on the boat that week. So some weeks you go to the grocery store and you can get the things you want. And other weeks you're kind of left scrambling. Yeah. So for the planner, in me, <laughs> like I always love to have a meal plan and a spreadsheet and what am I going to go get at the grocery store? That is not a thing. So yeah. that's been a really big challenge for me. But you just learn to relax a little bit and it's temporary and yeah. make do with what you can get. Just go with it. Yeah. How's the fitness? St. Vincent does not have a CrossFit gym. There's no CrossFit in St. Vincent. I think there's only one proper gym on the island and then we have a gym on our campus, but it's pretty bare bones, yeah. let's say. So I've been walking a lot. I walk a lot of hills. I've been trying to get back into working out, but I... We were chatting about this earlier. I gave myself a lot of grace to just focus on school in the beginning. So mm-hmm. the fitness definitely fell off, but which is fair. Yeah. I mean, different seasons, different priorities for sure. Yeah. But I'm getting, starting to get back into the groove and finding a system that fits for me and a schedule that I can maintain. Yeah. David and I have done a few podcasts about kind of like minimizing the damage or, you know, the BTN workout, like better than nothing. And just like, yeah. sometimes life takes over and you have other priorities or, you know, like you said, you need to school needs to take the priority and then you kind of get your systems for this new thing. And then you're like, okay, that's going well. Maybe now we'll add a little bit of walking and then maybe we'll add a little bit of going to the gym and then, you know, kind of stack those things on top of each other. But yeah. yeah. And some days a workout looks like, okay, I'm going to do 50 flashcards and I'm going to do 10 pushups. I'm going to do 50 (laughs) more flashcards and then I'm going to do 20 air squats, like something just super simple, but like you said, better than nothing. I remember Julie Fouché talking about that when she was in med school and she was still training for the CrossFit games that she would just like get up from her desk and do like a hundred air squats and just like when you're sitting and studying and just got to move a little bit. And hey, all the research shows a little exercise helps you learn better. Yeah. And it helps keep you awake too. Yeah. (laughs) Upregulate that BDNF, get a little adrenaline going. Yeah. Some days cramming for exams. I was just so tired and all I wanted to do was go to bed. So breaking it up and doing five pushups and then reading a page and then doing 10 squats that would keep me awake longer so I could study more. So mm-hmm. two birds, one stone kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So what are the classes? What kind of stuff have you been learning so far? So the first couple terms were very much basic mm-hmm. anatomy, physiology, biochemistry. We took histology was a big one. Mm-hmm. And now in the last two terms of basic sciences, we get into more of the pharmacology microbiology, immunology, pathology, that kind of stuff. Do you have a favorite? Um, no, yeah. I don't think I have a favorite. I really liked anatomy, but I think that was just because it was the most straightforward. Yeah. Right? It's pretty black or white. So just learn the things. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of them are a little bit more involved. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. I've been finding I really like biochemistry. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I never, like when I was in high school, I always thought science was boring and I like did the minimum number of science classes and now I'm older. I'm like, oh, this stuff is so cool. It's like neat to learn how everything works. I think I was, we took biochemistry in the first term and I had just taken another biochemistry class right before 
I got there while I was finishing up my other degree. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I was kind of burnt out on the biochemistry. Oh, yeah. But now when that <laughs> stuff comes up in other classes, I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. Yeah. I was just maybe over it in the beginning or overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot to memorize and that stuff. Lots of pathways, lots of like little details that you have to know. Yeah. So you have one more term, one more semester to go in St. Vincent. And then what happens? So yeah, one more term. I'll go back September to December. And then I moved to Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And we have one term, which is just like prep dedicated study for our board exams, USMLE step one is kind of the exam you have to write before you're allowed to start doing your clerkships in the hospitals. So four or five months to prepare for that and write that exam. And then when you pass, because I'm not going to say mm-hmm. if, when, when, yes, um, then you start doing clerkships in the hospitals. So That's cool. yeah, so another big move and a lot more studying. So the school in St. Vincent has like a collaborative relationship with this hospital in Georgia, right? Yeah. So they will do all of our core clerkships at Houston Medical Center in Warner Robins. And then my elective clerkships, I can choose to do anywhere. I can Mm. apply and hopefully maybe do some of them at home if that works out. Yeah, that'd be be really nice. That'd be awesome. I'd be back for a bit. Um, What do you think is your future area of interest? Like what would, what do you find interesting so far that you would like to maybe specialize in? Yeah, that's such... That's the hardest question. Yeah. Everyone asks it. What like, kind do do? of doctor do you want to be? Yeah. Um, I've had lots of ideas. Initially, I was like, well, dermatology seems interesting. And the more you get into it, the more you realize like what people who actually get into that specialty do in terms of volunteering and research and extracurriculars. Um, so that one, a lot of people do a lot of research, mm-hmm. which I'm not opposed to doing research, but that does lengthen the process a little bit radiology is interesting to me because I have a strong background in that area, having Mm -hmm. worked in nuclear medicine for 10 years, things like sleep medicine and functional medicine, preventative medicine, that kind of thing are very close to my heart for obvious reasons. (laughs) There's just so many options. And I think until you're in it and you spend some time in each of those areas, it's easy to be interested, but it's harder to know what the day-to-day life would look like working in that field. So still pretty wide open that's yeah. not a great answer I, but no that's cool I just think it's like early on and you sort of like yeah many years ahead and lots of things to experience and pathways and yeah for sure and then I think it's cool in medicine that you can like change your career but stay in the same career you know like I know a few yeah. people that went from like they spent a few years as a GP and then they're like I'm gonna go do a fellowship in like neurology or specialize mm-hmm. something after right it's like you're not making a full career change but obviously that's like a big change yeah but you're still within medicine or they'll move or they're like, Oh, I'm going to go practice in a third world country for a few years and challenge myself in that way. And, Mm -hmm. and they're like, you can make huge changes without going fully back to school. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe you do another residency or a fellowship or a couple of months or a year of training and you can be in a completely different field. So, yeah, I think that's super cool. Um, let's do some, Let's change gears a little bit. Some okay. rapid fire questions. Okay. These are ones that we asked. We sat down with all the coaches, did some get to know the coaches things. Um, rapid fire often turns into tangents of talking about stuff. <laughs> okay, perfect. Slow I'm ready. fire. Uh, what was the last book you read? You okay. can say a textbook. If, the, if It's actually true. not a textbook. Yay. That would have been the answer, but I've been home for a couple of weeks visiting and I spent a couple of days camping outside of cell service and without many people around. So I did get to read a novel mm. and it was called... Iris 13. So it was like a dystopian 
kind of cringy, cheesy novel, but it was nice to just lose myself in something that was not a textbook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> David loves the zombie novels. He's that's right up his alley for sure. Um, like a Netflix series or something that you binged or streamed. Do you ever have like free time where you get to like turn your brain off? I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're going to be a doctor is because you're not spending your time on Netflix. So no, that's kind of a lie. I mean, I can make time for that. I just, I haven't been prioritizing yeah. it at all no, why lately, would you? Yeah. but I have on my two watch list. I want to catch up on the CrossFit games. Ah, that was right during yeah. finals. And so when I get back and the term hasn't quite got into full swing, that's what I'll probably spend my downtime catching up on Good streaming. Proper CrossFit nerd. Got to watch the games. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know what happened, but I still want to see it happen. It's fun to watch it unfold for sure. Yeah. I missed a lot of the individual competition when I was like judging all the team stuff. So I also need to go back and watch the CrossFit games. Despite the fact that I was there, I missed yeah. a lot of it. Um, pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Absolutely. Oh, every think, pizza. Yeah. I think We've asked all the coaches, and I think pineapple is in the lead. The pineapple versus oh. no pineapple teams. We've got a good group. We know how to pick <laughs> our friends. Uh, early bird or night owl? Definitely early bird. Yeah, always happy. <laughs> Jocelyn and I are super opposite super that way. Opposite. Uh, country music, yes or no? Uh, yeah, I've been getting away from it lately, but that was always my go-to favorite genre. Yeah. Um, you grew up in a small town, right? Do you I think did. that has anything to do with it? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Cary River, Saskatchewan, so northeast of here, about three, three and a half hours. Oh, yeah. A really small town, less than a thousand people. Yeah. So. What was that like, small town living as a kid? Well, I didn't know any different. Yeah. So that was kind of just how I grew up. It was nice. I mean, there was no rules. There was no, like, everyone knew everyone, so you were kind of just left to your own devices, run around town, come back when the one streetlight comes on that kind of thing. Yeah. So there are things I'm nostalgic about. I don't think that if I did it again, I'd want to grow up in a small town again because there's also a lot of opportunities that you don't have, you know, yeah. playing certain sports, doing gymnastics, being exposed to things. You just don't see that. Yeah. There, so what sports did you do or play as a kid? I was a dancer. So I did ballet, tap and jazz for a long time. I also did speed swimming in the summer. And then when I was in high school, I tried to play every sport I could, whether I was good at it or not. So mm -hmm. volleyball, basketball, which I was really terrible at, <laughs> like curling, track and field, cross country running, pretty much any sport that my school had, I gave it a shot. Yeah. And you were a very good swimmer, if I recall correctly. I held my own. Yeah. For, yeah. And you, was it in high school that you moved to Montreal to swim? I moved to Montreal in grade 11. And yeah, I swam with a coach there. I didn't compete or anything, but just to work with a different coach on a different level. And yeah. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Farrah's a ninja in the pool. If you ever do a pool wad <laughs> with her. Not anymore. I'm out of practice, but. <laughs> Probably better than the rest of us, like doggy paddling with no skills. Yeah. Um, beer or wine? Oh, I'm going to go with wine. Mm. I do enjoy a cold beer when it's really hot out, though. That yeah. is definitely a you can guilty say both. pleasure. Yeah, yeah both. <laughs> I like them. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla every time. Mm. Uh, salty or sweet? I like to mix them. Have, have a little salty, have a little sweet, you know, maximize as many calories <laughs> as I can. <laughs> like the Chicago mix, you know, that yeah. stuff, it's like the caramel and the cheddar popcorn where it's both together. Exactly. Or I like to put my own candies into my popcorn sometimes, like buy mm. some M&Ms or something, you know, a few five cent candies sprinkled <laughs> in there. 
we shouldn't be talking about this. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, now we're going to be hungry. I promise we're going to eat meat and vegetables for dinner tonight. Perfect. Perfect. Um, what are you most looking forward to in the next, like, between now, it's the summertime and the end of the year? What's, like, fun on the horizon? Well, not, like, a not necessarily fun thing is getting back into routine. Yeah. Being home and visiting and seeing everyone has been awesome, and I've loved every minute of it, but I am very anxious to get back into my boring daily routine mm-hmm. fun that I'm looking forward to is definitely another move another new challenge another new location yeah. so that's always exciting moving to Atlanta yeah that'll be neat well I love when you visit every we've managed to make a good visit every summer I think since you moved right yep. always look forward to that and pop into the gym you popped in on Friday and yeah I, I tried to like, pop oh, by what? and I'm gonna pop by tomorrow morning for a workout yeah I will be doing not the full version <laughs> there are no rx's in my near future but but like best. you said you have been doing a bit more fitness routine kind of thing what yeah. did you find so there's no crossfit gym no what did you find that is working for you to do some fitness while you're down there so I don't know if this is taboo to say on a CrossFit oriented podcast, <laughs> but I've been doing a more bodybuilding type of program. So Ryan Fisher is a former CrossFitter mm-hmm. and he programs a bunch of different styles now. So I've just been following his full body aesthetics program, mm-hmm. which is like a four day a week kind of every day is every muscle group. Yeah. It's not your typical like eyes and tries. And yeah, exactly. So I found that just easier based on the equipment and the space mm-hmm. that we have in the gym. And I think the change of pace has been nice for me because sometimes the mental workload is so much that yeah. then to try and go into the gym and push myself mentally to that dark place we like to go to in mm-hmm. CrossFit, I just don't have the energy for that a lot of times. So yeah. this is a little bit more manageable for me right now. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's good to highlight that, like, like you said, there's a season for everything and where yeah. the high intensity mental energy is going into trying to be a doctor that, yeah. yeah, there's only so much that you have to divvy up to the things in your life. And if like a little lower intensity, but still doing something, still staying on top of like being strong yeah. and taking care of your body and moving. just, yeah, moving like mental health wise, even like managing stress, still incorporating exercise, but it doesn't have to be like full send dark place all the time yeah. or every month of your well, life, you know? And even just the recovery from that full send, like there is something to be said about the mental health gains from being able to go there and shut your brain off. But Mm -hmm. then if I go too hard and need to take a nap or sleep for 12 (laughs) hours that night, like I just don't have the time to recover from that sort of effort anymore. Or right now I'm sure I will again, but yeah. So this is what, it took me about six months to find something that was going to work for me, a little Mm -hmm. bit of trial and error. But right now this has been a really good fit. So nice to follow like an outside program where you don't have to think about what you're doing right when you walk into the gym because you're not in a class, you're not with other people. Again, with the mental space kind of thing, do you have, you know, the mental energy to like program for yourself? Maybe, like probably yeah. not. Well, and when I program for myself, which I had been doing or trying, it's so easy to sneak out of it. Like, okay, so I programmed five rounds, but like it's four and I'm tired and this was only my idea anyway. So, <laughs> you know, whereas this is a checklist and I'm a big checklist person. So you just go down the list, do the thing, check it off. Mm-hmm. So I do find even though it's not like I have a coach and I have accountability that way, I have accountability to that checklist, which Mm -hmm. makes a big difference to me. Yeah. So 
you kind of mentioned a couple of times, you're like a big routine, like checklist kind of person. What would you say are your top like routine habits that are helping you be successful? So I listen to a lot of Huberman podcasts, which I'm sure everybody. Andrew Huberman, Huberman Lab, love. (laughs) Shout out. Love him. Yeah. (laughs) I was literally just listening to it while I was blow drying my hair. Yeah. So (laughs) one of his big things is early morning and late afternoon sunlight. Mm. And I try to go for a walk as soon as I get up and I walk later in the evening. The sun sets really early down there. So it's not like a bedtime thing, but in the evening Mm -hmm. and then a cold shower. And I do feel like getting up getting those steps in, getting that sunlight early in the morning and then that cold shower just kind of, it's not comfortable, but it sets me up for success for the day. It puts me in a better mood, kind of just, yeah, so that's a big one. And trying to stay on top of eating properly. Mm-hmm. It's challenging sometimes, but as soon as I let my diet really go off the rails, I notice in my sleep and my mental ability, I just can't focus as much. So yeah, those are really big ones. When you're trying to do the best you can with limited groceries, what are... What are the things you're trying to prioritize with what you're eating when you're like doing the best you can? Yeah. Protein is always a big one. I always have a certain, like, I want to put that in first. Mm -hmm. So eggs or chicken are kind of the big ones that I can get and make sure that I put those in and then kind of fill in around without too much junk. Yeah. Right. Which is sometimes (laughs) hard because those are the quick things to just grab if you're just running in between lectures or you're on your way back from the hospital and you have four hours of studying to do still that Mm. night but trying to minimize that a lot drinking enough water making sure I get enough salt making sure I get enough protein those Mm. are kind of put the big things in first and then fill in salt especially because you're in a hot climate right what's the temperature like down there it's pretty consistent all year round high 20s early low 30s and the humidity is about 80% almost all the time. So it's really hot, really sweaty. And I did definitely notice when I first moved down there, I had to increase my salt intake substantially. Yeah. So now it's like a 20 degree day here. And Farrah was like, I need a winter coat. Oh (laughs) yeah. I was under a blanket right before Dawson came and got me to do this. I was like, Oh, it's freezing. So definitely acclimatized to the heat. Yeah. So it's going to be a little, I guess Atlanta or like Georgia will be pretty warm as well. That might be a nice transition. Should yeah. you ever end up back in Canada? Who knows? Well, I mean, right? I'll be back it'll back next Christmas and yeah, to visit. But it'll be um, a challenge, I'm sure. To you need to be like, cold. you know, when a baby in a car seat like gets transported all bundled up and they never have to like experience the cold. <laughs> we need like a large yes, pod, and to you just can keep carry me around. Warm. All my strong friends <laughs> can carry me in my bundled pod. You do yeah. know a lot of strong people, so that would that is that true. Would make it easy for sure. Okay, well, it's been fun uh, yeah, catching you. up. I always look forward to our visits, and I appreciate when you come and stay in the summer, and the kids love seeing you, and it's fun when you pop into the gym and everybody gets a little visit. I, uh, like I said, have endless like admiration and respect. I look up to you so much, and I think it's like super cool to see, you know, year to year, and you pop in, and like you taking on these challenges, and like putting yourself out there to like do something super cool. So, Well, I mean, you're also back in school, so bunch of nerds mutual admiration I will say though that like you know you kind of get in this like mental rut where you're like ah, I'm done school like you do that in your early 20s and you're like I'm old and that when Farah decided to go back to school I was like oh hey like it doesn't have to be done like that was a big part of inspiring me to be like just sort of opening my eyes to the possibilities that like yeah learning doesn't have to be done just because you're not 23 anymore yeah I mean it can (laughs) be a lifelong thing and you can do it at any point yeah we are like young and you know yeah yeah still 
Yeah. And we've got lots of life ahead of us. So that was a big thing for me too, is realizing mm-hmm. like, I'm still going to be living and working and existing and wanting to be challenged for a lot of years. So yeah. what is the next challenge? And here we are. Yep. yep. A couple of nerds for sure. Well, some things never change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. I love being surrounded by people that are like just doing awesome and taking on challenges and, um, pushing continuous improvement in themselves in whatever mm-hmm. their field is. I just love people that are like really interested and in always trying to make things better, whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And I've really valued that in our friendship ever since the beginning, right? We always pushed each other at the gym to do things physically. Like I remember when we were both trying to get our first muscle up and mm-hmm. we were both trying to snatch a certain weight for the first time and yeah. we could push each other that way and then pushing ourselves to be better coaches. And yeah. so there's always been that sort of healthy competition between us and not that school is a competition, but yeah, it's like sort of inspiring the, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I remember like when I started CrossFit, it never even occurred to me that a girl could deadlift 300 pounds until I saw another girl do it. And then yeah. I was like, oh, well, that's possible. Like, okay, well, then and I should look shoot at for how that, many you know? do. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You just have to like take that inspiration or just like see other people. And then you yeah. realize that those things are possible. And then you're like, oh, you know, so yeah. Yeah, not, I can do it too. Not competition, but just like inspiration or yeah, having motivation. your eyes open. Motivation for sure. Yeah, to see that it's possible. So thank you for the motivation and inspiration. And right to continue back at learning. You. <laughs> okay, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Okay, thank you. See you in the next one.